Hello and welcome to Binge Lit. I'm Grace. I'm Anya. And today we're talking about My Policeman. The the new movie with Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Based on the book. That's not that old a book. It's from like 2012. I was going to ask about that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because I'm surprised that I hadn't heard of it before. And I, because like reading it, I was like, this feels like it would have been like a prime time like book club book yeah i was like really surprised that my grandma who's in like three book clubs mm. like hasn't read this book and honestly maybe she has well maybe it I just took a while for it to cross the pond i think it actually did it did cross the pond no i think it did take a while to oh cross yeah the pond. like harry potter exactly <laughs> the harry potter for older women <laughs> i don't know it's definitely like an older lady book club book maybe it's because it's like told from the perspective of an older lady probably and i feel like they're reminiscing about a time where they were young they were young and the mistakes they made and the regrets they have yeah and, and like laws that like they have laws that are not gone in by. effect anymore at Hopefully least in, they don't come back at least in like know. england yeah but yeah it was interesting. So yeah, so what's it about? It's about, you know, your classic boy meets girl. <laughs> but not. Boy meets girl. Boy is secretly gay. Boy starts hooking up with a guy. An art an boy, art guy, an, an older guy. art guy. Then boy gets married to girl and lives happily and ever after. Lives miserably for the rest of his life. Until the guy gets a stroke and comes to live with them. And yeah. then the girl feels bad because she's the reason they weren't together. But also But not. also they she wasn't because so know. this I don't know. This it's interesting. I had like so many questions. Also, what I was like noticing when I was like finishing the book is that everything happened so quickly. So mm -hmm. so the main characters we have um I can't even remember. Marion. Marion. Who's, is, yeah, played by Emma, Emma Corrin. Emma Corrin. So you have Marion, you have Patrick, who is like the older, uh, like curator at the local Brighton. Museum. Or not Brighton. Um, I don't know. What is it? What is that seaside Museum. village called? Oh. No. Peace Haven? No. That's no, where are they all going in uh, Pride and Prejudice on Bath? No. Is Brighton. it Brighton? It is yeah, Brighton. Brighton. Oh, sorry. Really I'm right. Know. I'm right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you have Patrick. Confused. Yeah. So you have Patrick who works at like the Brighton like art museum uh -huh. and he's like the older gentleman. And then we have Tom who is played by Harry Styles. Yeah. And he is like the police constable. Yeah. So Tom and Marion have like known each other pretty much their whole entire lives because Marion's like best friend is his sister. Yeah, so she, like, has a cross on her best friend's big brother. Yeah, and the entire Classic. time, yeah. like, Sylvie, I think her name's Sylvie, yeah, Sylvie, right? Yeah. Sylvie, who's, this like, Tom's sister, like, knows that he's gay and, like, does try and kind of, like, tell Marianne. I mean, we don't know that since we're, like, seeing this all from, like, Marianne's perspective. No, Sylvie does know. No, 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 we don't know that Sylvie's trying to tell her until no she does like at the later. end of the book yeah she but says until that. much later no but she said like i was trying like i was warning you before i know but what i'm saying is Mar like we i didn't realize that sylvie was trying to tell her that until sylvie told her that at the end oh see i i picked up on that right away because she was like she was like because she said like tom is different yeah I and like know. we all know tom is different. like our family just like knows tom is different and she seemed really surprised 
And then, so she said that before when she was like, you like Tom, don't you? Mm-hmm. Before they even started their thing. And then at the wedding, she was like, we're like so shocked. Like, we're so happy that Tom's married you, but we're all very surprised. We never thought Tom would ever settle down with a woman. Like, she also says that at the wedding. Mm-hmm. So there were like little like hints throughout. Yeah. And then, but it's interesting because then all of a sudden, Tom like turns around one day and just decides to like, you know what, I'm going to start dating her. And then their progression from them starting to date to get engaged to get married meanwhile the entire time he's also like revving up a revelation yeah revving up like a relationship with peter and then they get then then and then it all just like unravels and i think it's like in the span of a year yeah like it's really quick so you have this like rushed romance and Mm -hmm. then and then spoiler but like patrick gets arrested yeah because he's gay and it's illegal to be gay at that time and like all of that happens within a year and then tom's like career goes to shit because he's a policeman and he can't be like associated with like gay men and be a policeman so he like has to leave his job yeah it just i was surprised how quickly everything kind of like unraveled yeah i really thought this would have like gone on longer I know, given the pace of the book, which was so slow. Well, given the pace of the book, also given the fact that, that like, Patrick was sentenced to jail for six months. Uh-huh. And so, I just feel like the book didn't a- address what happened between yeah. the end when he leaves jail and then when he's, like, in his 80s, or, sorry, 76. Whatever. And has, like, a stroke and then needs care. Yeah. So, they're, like, because he, he's probably, like, in his 30s when this goes down. Yeah. So, we're, like, missing 40 years here. Yeah. So, this book is told, it starts in 1957, the events of, like, 1957 and 1958. And then it skips ahead to 1999. And there's just 40 years unaccounted for on both sides. It's just like, yep, yeah, here we are 40 years later. And... Tom and Marion are still married, and now Patrick has had a stroke, and he comes to live with them. Yeah. And Marion is, like, writing letters to Patrick, who she's, like, caregiving. And Tom is, like, absentee and just, like, not, like he's married, and he still lives in the house, but he's just, like, not around. And, like, isn't, is just, like, absent. MIA in his own life. Yeah, so it sounds it sounds like we hear a little bit of like what their relationship is like in the present day and it's basically he just he leaves the house in the morning to go swimming yeah. and then doesn't come back at night. And she made a com- she made a comment being like I think he's just like meeting up and like fucking people. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. Yeah. That is He's what like I'm I doing. go for drinks, sometimes I have sex with them. Yeah. Sometimes I don't who know it's none of your business. Yeah. And he, it's just such a bitter and unhappy marriage. It really is. I'm honestly, I am surprised that she like never ended up leaving him. Well, I think that she like felt a lot of guilt for a long time. Yep. Yeah, so why stay in it though? I don't know. I feel like if you're feeling that guilty, just leave. I don't but know. But it's also like, why didn't, I guess I don't understand like Tom and Patrick, like once he got out of jail. Well, so here's my thing. And I was up at 4.30 a.m writing this op-ed about (laughs) to myself i wrote like a whole essay for myself and essentially like what i said is in the book versus the movie so the movie follows generally the same beats yeah the way a lot of this way more dramatic it's way more dramatic and and you know what i think it needed that because i was thinking about the book and i was like you know there's a number of like big reveals that happen in the book but you don't even you can't even really tell that they're big reveals because they happen in such a like a muted 
way. Mm. You know, like the big reveal when Marion like finally figures it out that Patrick and Tom like are hooking up is just because she like sees them having a really intense conversation like across the way and she's like like uh but it's like she but she's like been like she's been like sneaking in like little things in her letters being like well I kind of think I knew deep down or like maybe I've always known but then like she saw it yeah and then, but she like doesn't even react she just like stands there and then she doesn't she doesn't like have any sort of she doesn't call anyone out she doesn't have any she doesn't call anyone out but she She, she doesn't confront them i should say yeah she doesn't confront them but she does like go to the bar and like gets drunk with like her girlfriends and then decides to like write a letter basically like to patrick's boss being like patrick is gay and gets him fired and arrested yeah but like even that like the way that that it tells that like it takes it like diffuses the like tenseness of the moment and it's just like and then i did this like i didn't even really like fully grasp like what she had done Mm. until later like i was like oh oh yeah now i remember she like went and sent a letter like i forgot oh interesting and like there's like the big reveal when like tom is gonna go to venice and with patrick and like that's i guess a pretty high tense moment in the book yeah but it's like so weird because then she's like well i was really distracted because the one of the kids peter pants she's a school teacher and one of her students peter pants right at the same time yeah and then there's like the big reveal that like she wrote the letter that got patrick busted for being gay and then he had to go to jail but like the way that it happens in the book it's like it's anticlimactic like it's like like it doesn't it doesn't like reach the peak of like tenseness that it could and in some ways it's like more nuanced for it and has a lot more meaning but like the Mm -hmm. the show the movie makes them more like tense conflict moments like confrontations but where she just like says outright to tom like i wrote the letter whereas like in the book she's been like writing a series of letters that she wants tom and patrick to read and then she's like here read this in which i admit this and i'm gonna go and you read it by yourself like you two read it by yourselves yeah and so anyway my point is the show, the movie, like they follow all the same like plot points, but the movie like tries to like raise the stakes, yeah, and, like m- and like bring the t- like difficult conversations to the front. Well, and they just make her like a lot stronger of a character and like more kind of like she, it's yeah, they give her a lot like I guess like more like free will, like she like stands up for herself. Whereas the, I feel like in the book, see, I see, I like preferred the book to the movie. I did too because actually. I thought I felt like reading the book, like I got it, like I understand why everything was more muted because I was like, oh, this yeah. is just like the British way, especially because these people are from like the fifties, so yeah. it like makes a lot of more sense. Like she is going to like cowtail or whatever to cow-tow? her yeah to yeah. her husband like mm-hmm. she isn't going to like qu- question or really fight back yeah and even though like she is like a progressive like woman for the time and believes like women should work and mm-hmm. like equality for the sexes i i yeah i just i i don't know i guess for me because i i did think those moments were still dramatic like i did get I still that drama still came across for me like when that when she was like writing the letter mm. and then like posted it and like he comes back and like see and she's like p- still passed out in the bed and like because she was like drunk um because they when he comes like back from Venice and he like wakes her up and then she was like wait 
she's like all confused and disoriented and then realizes what she's done yeah like i did think that was well, pretty stressful because then you spend the next like couple like chapters like where she's just like waiting for the hammer to drop well, yeah, because then like, she starts to be like oh well maybe they aren't going to convict him based on a letter and it's like not that big a deal and it's like okay and then well and that's also like marion you're such an idiot because she's like oh yeah in sending this letter and incriminating patrick for being gay I am also exposing Tom to be incriminated. And I didn't even think of that. See, I think that's natural because she was like drunk and she was emotional and she was she was just like so bent. She was like, my husband is off in Venice on like the honeymoon that I wanted to be on with his lover. I know, but she, and they're doing this behind my back. And so I think she I think it's barely natural. She just like reacted without thinking. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't they, think this through. I get pretty frustrated with Marion in both the book and the movie for not thinking shit through. But I feel like she was emotional, so it makes sense. Like when you're when you're like upset like that, you don't think everything through. Like well, that she is wasn't so thinking anything through. That happens, I guess. But I guess like it was just interesting because I kind of went into this like before reading or watching. I kind of knew the basic premise. Mm. Like I knew like they're married. Tom and Marion is married. And then he's going to have an affair with another man. And I, that's like basically what I knew. And I went into this being like, okay, so who am I going to be sympathetic for? Like, I'm expecting to be sympathetic to Tom because he's like closeted and gay and he can't come out and he's going to fall in love with another man. And I guess I'm, I'm prepared to be sympathetic to that story. But then I was like, oh, Tom is shitty. Like, he is really manipulating and gaslighting Marion the whole time. Yeah. Like, he knows that he's gay, and he's still leading her on. Well, and I was like, and so, like, over the course of reading it, I was like, I'm getting madder and madder at Tom, because I'm like, dude, you're just not that into her. Stop telling her well, that yeah, you're that he's, into her. He's definitely just using her to, yeah. like, basically secure like his career yeah, he's just looking for a beard because because like at the top like in the book something went down and so the police are under investigation and so his yeah. boss kind of pulls him aside yeah. and he's like listen like it's about time you get married like if you want to if your career if you want to progress your career like you need to get married and yeah. like tom like as we see throughout the book he is like not ready. He has a lot of like ingrained homophobia and is not yeah, like very ready. internalized problems. Yeah, yeah, is not ready to admit that he's gay. And so he thinks because like he's very traditional. So even yeah. in his mind, he's like, no, we're getting married. We're having kids. You're not going to work. You're going to stay be a stay at home mom. Right. But then he still wants to have like Patrick on the side that he can right. run to. Right. But he has the thing about Tom for me, which I see, I have like no sympathy for Tom. Well, I, I guess just, before I like really got into it, I thought I was going oh, to have yeah. sympathy for Tom. And then I was like, actually, I had, do not have sympathy for Tom. No, because he he just doesn't have like any empathy at all. Right. Like he is just heartless and mean to both Patrick and Marion the entire way through this book. Yeah. To the point where I just feel like it's it's a, it's almost like an abusive relationship where yeah. he like found people that are easy like two people that are very easy to manipulate yeah and is manipulating the hell yeah, out of them yeah he's toxic as fuck he's, he's so, so bad toxic to the point where i was like i honestly think it's like psychopathic like yeah there's no empathy there's no care here at all yeah whatsoever. he's not he's not no he's not doing this out of love for either of them yeah he's just using them for his own ends on both sides so i was like okay so i don't like tom so i was like okay then maybe i guess i'm like sympathetic to marion while i was still reading marion because the book starts from marion's perspective 
And I was like, okay, I guess I'm like sympathetic to Marion because she's like being led, led along by this person who's just using her because he needs to have a woman who's in, who to have a connection to a woman romantically for like society's sake, whatever. So, but then I was like getting so frustrated with Marion because it was like, the, there are so many red flags. Like, girl, he's just not that into you. But because it's like textbook breadcrumbing, like what he's doing with it her. It is, yeah. Like, and so he's leading her along and I do feel bad for her, but then I'm also like, girl, like, wake up. Like, but we've all she, had like, like, like crushes. Her. We've all, we've all had like unrequited love and we've all been in that. See, that's the thing where it comes with Marion and Patrick. Like, the, I do feel for them because I, I look at, kind of like that relationship and how they've been like manipulated and yeah. i was like you know what i could see myself in that situation I because know. if you really love someone especially with marion who has like been obsessed with him since she was like a girl and yeah. all of a sudden he like turns around and notices her like i think you're willing to forgive a lot and i think she was like blinded to a lot of it and then at the same point patrick he had just lost his partner, Michael, who had killed himself. Right. And so he's looking for like a young, like hot new thing. And along comes his policeman who is like, he's like, he's perfect. And he puts him on a pedestal. I know. And so I think both of them just like saw the red flags and willingly ignored them. Yeah. Which I think is so common well, in like dating. Like they just had red, they had the rose colored glasses. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where I ended up with my like my whole op-ed was that like at the end of the day it was like they were both seeing in tom what they wanted to see like they yeah. he was like this very charismatic very handsome young man and they're both just totally enamored of him and they're not seeing what's really there they're just seeing this version of this person that they want to be in love with and want to love them back so how much is this even really love this is just like they're just having strong infatuation and lust they don't really know him he's like opaque as a person he's like very closed off to both of them and so they're just like left with like these tiny crumbs and so i thought that like the way i mean i was up and i was thinking like it would have been so interesting to see like what's interesting about the book is that like you hear marion's whole story of how she got together with tom and got married to him and then you hear patrick's whole story which is happening concurrently of how he got together with tom and fell in love with him and it's just so interesting because the two of them meet back in 1957 and have interactions and they remember it differently. And so, and they remember Tom differently. So I was like, it would have like, the thing is like, both of them are so zoomed in on Tom and I would have loved to see in this movie, just like, there's like, just, I expected like super close ups of his face. Of because, Tom's of face? Of Tom's face. Because Marion is just like watching him and Patrick is just watching him just like the tiniest expressions. The way he moves his hands. The it was it of, they should have done like a Jane Austen. Yeah, just like super, just like the closest details of the most tiny things. Because they are so in love with those tiny details in this person that they're projecting. Honestly, though, so do you think Harry could have pulled off that? No, he couldn't exactly. have Exactly. I feel like there's a reason why they were overly it, dramatic yeah, in this version of the movie, because subtlety is not these yeah, actors' that's best. that's true. There's like, but, there, I, but you know what I'm saying? Like, zoom in so close, you can see his pores. Like, no, I get it. I, I completely understand are. where you're coming from. I just, like, honestly think that, and you, I, I'm sorry, this is going to sound har- harsh, but these actors just, like, couldn't have pulled that off i think the, they don't they're the not older as actors could have pulled oh off. yeah the older actors are like masterful at but, what they're doing but the the younger actors like emma corin does not pull it off emma corin was so just 
so like, bland it was like yeah like uh, like a wet rag the entire way through yeah like i just i was surprised i was really really surprised by that yeah i feel like emma corin is just like a Lacroix can that's been left open on the counter overnight yeah like there wasn't a lot of flavor to begin with but now whatever there was is just gone now like oh they yeah do not pull it off i 100 percent agree and also also with the guy who i don't know i can't remember his name but the guy who plays patrick david dawson david dawson okay so i also found that with david dawson well also because i think patrick the character in the movie and we disagreed about this but patrick is not who i expected like mm. i expected kind of like a very tall broad like suave kind of like george clooney-esque like art critic that's mm. or like an adrian brody almost that's who i was like picturing as a patrick and so for me when like david dawson was like playing his version of patrick i just thought he was like so meek and that had like I guess that is how I pictured it. I'm like, I kind of pictured, like, from what, like, I kind of pictured, like, a little bit of a schlubby mama's boy. Yeah. So, instead to take him to, like, this, like, mousy, kind of skinny guy, it was like, okay, I, I guess I can bridge this gap and I'm just rethinking my interpretation of Patrick a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, like, super far off from my original imagination of Patrick. Yeah, it was for me. It was a completely different character. And I thought, like, I feel like Emma played Marion exactly has. Well, I expected Marion to be a lit, a little bit more like light up, light behind their eyes type thing. Yeah. So that's why I think that older Marion, who's, who's that actress from Notting Hill? Oh, yeah. Um, Gina McKee. Gina McKee. I thought that Gina McKee did a great job because she like brought some warmth to the character. Like there was like affection in her eyes for Patrick when she's like caretaking him. Like I I really liked Gina McKee's take. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that Emma Corrin's like emotional expressions on their face was just like hard to read. And understand like at one point even like it's narrating and it's like marion is ex- like was i don't even remember what the scene was but it was like mary i was dumbfounded by it and we're looking right at emma corn's face and i was like i don't see like dumbfounded in this express like this isn't the expression and the narration don't match yeah no i i don't know and they the movie see honestly i feel like the movie would have been more compelling if they did kind of like you know those movies that are like made for like the older audiences mm-hmm. where it's like all the act like the marigold hotel or something it's like something like that oh i love the grand marigold hotel. yeah i feel like oh, this i feel like this movie, movie would have been a lot better if it was like more of like if see this is where i wish the story was different where we find out like all of this revelation kind of like comes out at the end like Mm -hmm. where like maybe he did like get arrested or whatever when he was younger because like he would have had to right but then i feel like there was like more of them just like interacting because i honestly think like yeah they were like stronger they were more compelling characters or at least played the characters a lot better than I feel like their younger counterparts did. Yeah. I, I guess for me, I just got a little bored watching. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I didn't find that in the book. Like I actually, like, I actually enjoyed the book. Like it was def- it's not something that I would like pick up and like read normally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But as far as like your stereotypical kind of like book club books go, like I would have like I could have see I could see us reading that in a book club. Well, you want to you want me to hit you with a really interesting fact? Okay. It's going to change your I don't know if it's going to change your mind, but you think it's going to go, gonna, go for re- it. I don't know what you're going to think. So they they were making this movie. This movie's in development. They don't have anyone cast. The first person who was cast approached them because he was so interested. Was it Harry Styles? It was Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles I knew read. This. Oh, you already knew this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Harry Styles just loved it so much that yeah. he sought out the filmmakers and was like, "I want to be in this movie this bad." What the fuck is Harry? What? Yeah. Well, what? Uh, I don't know. And see, that's the thing. I feel like Harry could have played Patrick really well. Oh, that would have been interesting. So I think like having like Harry play Patrick. I don't know, because I guess, like, when I was going through the book, I just, like, envisioned that dynamic, like, a lot differently. Well, I do think that, like, Harry played oh, yeah. Harry played Tom as, like, a himbo. And yeah. And it was, so it was pretty, like, it was just pretty surface level. And if he had played Patrick as a himbo, this whole story would have been different. I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there, I feel like the younger versions needed a little bit more. Because I feel like the movie up to the drama and when things like were like negatively dramatic, but I feel like everything remained bland when they were supposed to be having fun and having a good time. Yeah. So it just seemed like watching this, it was like, why would you, whereas like, I feel like the book was like kind of treated both either like happiness and like sad and angry, uh, like with the same kind of like volume. Yeah. And I feel like the movie needed to like up the happiness factor. Fair enough. I agree. Because I feel like it was mostly just like, they would get mad and angry and have like these outbursts and that's the only passion we would see yeah 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 but what were you gonna say oh yeah i was like okay so like going through this i was like this is as if like leonardo Salai and catherine catherine de medici no no, no not oh. wait no called birdie no no, no. Kath- <laughs> wasn't the girl catherine in the leonardo show wasn't her katarina name? katarina yeah. yeah or like or, okay, so, like, what I'm trying to say in terms of, like, I honestly thought, like, Patrick was hot. So, what I, what the real comparison would be, like, a Harry Potter, like, Harry plays the Harry Styles character. Tom. Tom. Cedric Diggory is Patrick. Because I really thought that, because at first, like, he plays, like, the older kind of, like, sexy male that, like, brings brings tom like under his wing and then emma would be like the Ginny weasley of the situation <laughs> that's honestly where i thought this I was like you made this a harry potter comparison well, that's honestly what i was thinking i never thought of that at all but doesn't that make more sense isn't that way more compelling I guess. <laughs> See, I think that makes a lot more sense. I, I just, I just like was surprised because I feel like Patrick. There's like that there, we definitely see glimpses of like infatuation where like Tom is infatuated with Patrick, and I feel like they're mm. because he's like so smart and he's like so knowledgeable, but he is so like confidently himself, mm-hmm. which I think it does scare Tom at the beginning. Yeah, but I think that's ultimately what Tom is attracted is attracted to right and so that's why i was so surprised in the movie version that patrick's character was so i mean he just came off very insecure i mean i guess the thing is to me reading like patrick's journal whatever from 1957 i thought that patrick was very insecure from the start 
like I was like cringing because I was like, oh, this is like hard to listen to. Because see, I don't know because he's he, like out here. He's like looking for all tiny little hints that Tom might be interested back. And he's, but like, see, he's, like, I think that's normal everything. though because this was a time where like being gay was illegal, so yeah. he couldn't like just like hit on him overtly. No, I know, and like ask him these things. So that's I thought he was doing all that like mental gymnastics to be like, am I? picking up on something that isn't here or is this actually here because when he like brings because like when tom comes to his house for like the second time that's when they end up hooking up yeah so it is like their like progression from like quote-unquote acquaintances to like lovers does happen really really quickly and the entire time he when he's like with tom and they're in his apartment he's like oh he's like nervous like i Mm -hmm. like Patrick is surprised because he was like, this boy has no experience. Yeah. Like, he was he was like me when I was young. And mm-hmm. so it sounded like it was coming from a male perspective where you I just assumed like Patrick was like getting it on the regular. Oh, I did not. And I thought this was his like first relationship after Michael died. It would I thought that that was. And yeah. so I thought that like that's where the hesitancy I thought was coming from. Also because he was with Michael for eight years. And mm-hmm. so he's been out of this gate dating game for eight years and now he's like an older like gay man and this like super hot young thing is like into him yeah so that but i did think he i did think he like in his day he was like the tom equivalent like he was like Mm. hot shit that's really where i was coming from maybe so that's why i was disappointed in the casting of patrick i guess we just had different we had different yeah we had different thoughts about patrick yeah. yeah So, I mean, I think that they could have done it better, but I... Because I thought Patrick, I mean, he was confident enough to be like, I can deal with, like, a married man. Like, that's not... I That was part of the thing that I was cringing about. Though. He has, like, that whole part of his journal where he's like, I can deal with a girlfriend or fiancé. I can deal with a wife, but I can't deal with a lover. And I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, I don't know. Well, because just, he like, wants to be... And hurts me and... Yeah, me- but because he wants to be, like, the number one... Yeah, and but I, like he, but he's like, I'm okay with being like the side piece as long as I'm. Well, that's all the number one. That's all he's able to be, though. Like I he can't know. be the husband because they can't, like, they can't even publicly acknowledge their relationship at all. I feel like that piece in itself is coming from just like it's, it's like the time they're in because I feel like for him being like, I can't deal with a lover. Like if it was legal for them to be in a relationship, I feel like he wouldn't be okay being the side piece. Mm. I think he's just forced into having that. Like, this is his only option. He's like, I, I can't be with you because mm. legally we can't be together, but I want you emotionally. Yeah. I mean, I guess he has that friend who's like living with his partner. Yeah, but it's a it's a contract. Like he's his like valet. Yeah. So he's like actually paying him. And so when they go to Venice, he does pay Tom. Yeah. He's like I'm going to bring like you yeah, yeah, I'm going to bring you to Venice as my assistant and I'm going to pay you like 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so but I don't know. I don't think Patrick can do that regularly. No. Is the thing. I don't know. But yeah. I guess I just ended up with, and I like I was reading a lot of like Patrick feeling like really sorry for himself. Yeah. And I was getting annoyed with Patrick feeling sorry for himself. And I guess at the end I was like, do you even really love Tom? Or do you just like, you're just really hot for him. Yeah. Which is how I ended up, which is how I was feeling about Marion too. Like, you don't, do you really love him? Or are you just really hot for him? 
So they're both just like really hot for him. And they're not really seeing what's actually there, which is that he's not sharing a lot about his inner thoughts or feelings. They're reading into a lot. Oh, yeah. And so then at the end, when it like, and then at the end, like, now we are in 1999 and like Patrick's sick and Marion's taking care of him. And Tom is just like, fuck both of you and like is never around. Fuck both of you. And then, but, and Tom, and, and I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, this tracks. Like, Tom's been trapped in a loveless marriage for 40 years, and he hasn't seen this guy he used to hook up with. I mean, essentially, Patrick was just a guy he used to hook up with. Oh, 100%. Because, like, their relationship, and that's the thing about, like, where you're saying, like, they don't get deeper. And I was like, obviously, like, that was my biggest thing, too. But then I realized they're literally just stuck in the honeymoon phase until they go to trial. Yeah. And all this blows up. And it crashes down. Because this all happened so fast yeah i did think it was interesting though because the movie did change a lot of things so it is more dramatic and we do we definitely give marion like more of a voice because in the Mm -hmm. book she doesn't question and she doesn't fight back against tom yeah but in in the in the movie version she is questioning like their relationship like tom and patrick's relationship a lot more that's true yeah um which i thought was interesting but i also thought it was interesting that in the movie they change the name so like at the end when they're like older tom is like not really around and but he does have this dog that he's obsessed with and they change the name of the dog they changed it to bobby which is how patrick would refer to okay he would either refer to tom as my policeman or bobby because that's like another name for for like Mm. a police officer Mm -hmm. because in the book the dog's name is like I don't like Watts. No, no, it's not Watson. It's <laughs> like, remember. it's Walter or something. I don't know. It's something like Walter. Name. It's just like not a meaningful name. No. And so I was like, did they change it to Bobby to like. Because that was like Patrick's pet name. Yeah. Well, and he's like, obs- and we know from the book that he's obsessed with this dog and he basically yeah. leaves and walks this dog for hours. So yeah. I'm wondering if that was like trying to give like it's a nod back to have. Patrick. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, the movie is definitely trying to make us believe that like Tom and Patrick have been in love with each other for 40 years and they've been torn apart from each other but they've been in love this whole time like i feel like oh that is not what i picked up on at all that's what the movie was trying to tell us oh they've been in love this whole time and just weren't able to be together and now finally they have their moment to be together see that is so interesting because i feel like yeah we just had different interactions you didn't think the movie was no because i when i was reading the book i was giving tom more of the benefit of the doubt Uh like maybe he's just like unsure he's not sure what he's doing like he's confused but then watching the movie i was like oh no this man is like like he's dangerous like i don't trust him like watching the movie is where i like realize that he has no empathy or love for either well i guess that's but what i'm confused about is like the very last scene of the movie or like like when she's like he, like Patrick could turn around and get better if he has the right care so you take care of him and so he goes in and like younger just for like a second you see like younger Tom hugging Patrick and it's like he's come home and he's finally back with his But I think that love. was like Patrick is Patrick's thinking yes. of you. Oh, that's what that's what I was seeing. Like I was seeing because like this also- entire time Patrick because he had a stroke, so he can't really talk, but he is the only thing that he's able to say is like, where's Tom? He's like clinging to. And he's, yeah, he's like asking for Tom this entire time. Right. And Tom's just like, does not I don't, he doesn't want him around. Like they had, like at the very beginning of the book and the very beginning of the movie, 
um, when when Patrick is like healthy enough to like eat with them at the table, mm-hmm. he like spills his cereal, and then Tom like freaks the fuck out and is basically like and is so mean to Patrick, and mm. it's so hurtful. And then in the movie they add a scene which we don't have in the book where Patrick is upstairs in his room and overhears a conversation between Tom and Marion where Tom is like, I don't want him here. Like right. he, like he basically disgusts me. He's ruining our marriage. It's not worth it. Like get him out, send him to a home. Like we don't owe this man anything, and it's just so hurtful. Yeah, and I don't know. So it's really because I feel like the movie, since it was more dramatized, I really under like I really saw Tom as like a toxic character. That's where it really hit me that he was just mm. abusive. Well, I agree. I mean, I agree, and I I remember all of those things from the book. And I was like, Tom sucks. And then the movie, I feel like they did add some scenes to like make Tom a little bit more sympathetic in the movie. I guess they added one scene, which is where like they're out shopping, they're out of the shops and they see like the, the nurse who's been coming around to take care of Patrick and his partner like through a window. And Tom gets really upset and he goes back to his car and cries. And for me, like... Like, I was like, oh, that's, like, an emotional scene because, like, that law that kept him apart, like, ruined his life. And now it's totally okay for these two other men to be standing in the shop kissing and that's fine. Yeah. And so, like, that would be really upsetting. Like, he's regretting all this 40 years lost. See, that's so... Interesting. Like, I Because I took that completely differently. So I saw that as he's just, like he is like he's jealous of them but i don't i got it for more like a a selfish reason because like his life was like blown up like i guess i just like i i doubt how committed he was to patrick i doubt how committed he was to patrick i feel like he was just seeing these like two gay men living their best gay lives out in public because they can yeah and he was just mourning a life that wasn't accessible to him i don't know if i saw that really like mourning mourning a relationship he could have had with patrick i thought i saw that more as him just like uh fair enough i mean i guess i don't know if i saw him like mourning relationship with patrick i i saw him mourning his own happier life he could have had yeah if he was able to be out yeah and he was very sad about that and but i was like that's a very sympathetic like that made me more sympathetic to tom than i had ever been till that point like I yeah was like, oh shit yeah like not necessarily he could have had a happy life not necessarily with patrick but there would have been someone else out there for him yeah he and could have chosen he could have cho- he could have had some choice in his life he could have been out and happy but he wasn't able to be and so but they, they added that i don't think that happened in the book it didn't happen in the book there was a comment um marion made a comment later on um how they were like out somewhere and she saw she saw like two like gay men looking at a like a tourist guide of venice and they were both like holding the pa- the top corners of each page and like nuzzled together and it was like a cute little it was yeah. it seemed cute and romantic yeah and she had that thought she was like that could have been tom and patrick in another life mm-hmm. um so that's like the closest we really get to it in the book but i don't know it is interesting i mean it is it is a tragic love story all around yeah but i guess what i'm saying is is the if situation was like is this even a love story no (laughs) but i feel like and maybe this is just like me being kind of like pessimistic and just like not really trusting that like anyone in the 50s was in love i don't know because i feel like back then like everyone just got married so quickly 
yeah and you got married so young so a lot in a lot of like situations like you were getting married to people because like you needed to like leave your parents house you needed security like you needed like marriage you weren't able to like date until your like 30s and like figure it out like you you had Mm -hmm. to get like coupled up pretty quickly mm-hmm. and in your early 20s so i just like assume i guess and maybe it's just from the media i watched that a lot of like marriages at this time is like you you're getting married during the honeymoon phase yeah and so i guess i kind of view this relationship as i view like any other kind of like marriage at this time where it's kind of we're in this because we thought we were in love but then we like grew apart as partners right because like we have different opinions it's just, it was it ran, we were always like we if we hadn't gotten married we would have broken up yeah but like we got married within like a year because that was what was expected right and now we're in this and then a relationship ran its course yeah because they didn't even like until their honeymoon was the first time that they talked about like politics and like yeah because like it was interesting i thought it was interesting reading the book because I thought, honestly, Patrick and Marion had a more compelling relationship. Yeah. Because Patrick was actually the one that would, like, come in and ask Marion questions. Yeah. So, like, the big, like, contentious, like, argument that we see between the three of them is they're on their honeymoon at Patrick's cottage. Yeah, Patrick's with them on the honeymoon. I know, classic. (laughs) And then Patrick brings up, like, asks Marion, like, what does she, like, how does she view women? Like, women's roles and, like, would she want to be a working mom? And and marion like really thinks about this and is like yeah like i do want to continue working like i want to be a working mom like i think women should have equal rights and patrick agrees with her but then it's tom that freaks out right and is like you're not doing this there's no way you're doing this well and i'm like now that's a really that's like something in a relationship you have before you get married you, you have that, that discussion a lot earlier but this is like on their honeymoon they're figuring it out yeah, it's like too late so i feel like that i guess i i guess i am giving them a lot of like a lot of i don't know leeway what am i trying to say just because of like the time period they were in when they got married yeah well i mean and it makes sense. i mean the thing is like patrick and marion are like similar in a lot of ways oh yeah and they actually like would have been friends if things were different yeah um because they are they do have a lot of similarities and the thing is that ni- neither of them i mean like they're not psychopaths so no <laughs> they like like uh, patrick does think of women as like individuals who deserve rights and freedoms yeah and so of course he thinks that but tom is out here just seeing people for like how they can serve him exactly so he's like i don't i don't care about my wife's inner life i only care about what how she can serve me yeah. so she would serve me by raise by being home and raising our children oh yeah i mean tom is just only concerned about his like outward appearance yeah because he like th- that's the only reason why he became a cop right. because he was like it's either the army or the police force and everyone like and i don't want to i didn't want to join the army right like i did that i'm you did over the it Corps. yeah yeah he's like I'm, i did that i'm over it like and everyone told me i'd be a good policeman so i just like went in because that's like what you do yeah and so and i think he also did it because i feel like maybe he like i feel like he was like aware of the fact he was gay he, he was, was like, like overcompensating or this something. exactly yeah. It's a yeah. Macho. yeah exactly well you know i think it is interesting though because like why did Harry Styles pick this role? I don't know. Like he picked it. Yeah, he I that's why I thought he wanted to be the Tom. Yeah, like why did he pick it? I don't I know. Don't, you know, I would love to ask Harry Styles about that because it's like what cuz honestly after like reading this book and watching the movie, Tom 
I w- he's not compelling to me at all. Yeah, but I'm also just like, why did he do this? And he also did Don't Worry, Darling, which is actually like kind of a similar character, which is just like this like passively shitty person. I mean, I guess Tom is more actively shitty. Maybe but- <laughs> it's because everyone, he has just gotten so much love from being Harry Styles of 1D yeah. that he's trying to do like what the Disney kids do. And like oh, do a complete switch. The, so he's like, yeah. everyone thinks I'm a nice guy, but I'm not a nice guy. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be the nice guy anymore. I'm going to switch it up. <laughs> I'm going to be vaguely shitty. I'm going to give you a reason to hate me. I know, but then like just play like a straight up villain. Like go play. But I think he is. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think he is playing a straight up villain. It's just like an artistic version of a villain. Oh, he's, oh. Well, he's doing, I, mean, I guess he did a pretty good job of that that like now it's yeah i'm conflating in my head like is harry styles just a vaguely shitty person maybe like maybe he's just a vaguely shitty person like he did a well enough job acting about those things so do we think now what is your opinion did he spit on chris pine yes or no I (laughs) i still don't think he did that but i do think that like he would participate in like cheating on someone's spouse he did he cheated with olivia wilde for a while you know i've had these rose covered closet rose colored glasses i've had these rose colored glasses about harry Styles. so i was like he wouldn't knowingly cheat he wouldn't knowingly like be a side piece yeah (laughs) that's like i like i was like no he wouldn't do that so like that was my only thing being like that's why I, f- I have a feeling that Olivia Wilde didn't cheat on Jason Sudeikis because Harry wouldn't knowingly do that. But now I'm like, maybe he would knowingly do that. Do you think? No. Never mind. I was trying to like, I was trying to make an association between Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles in terms of like who they would be if they, if that was why he felt compelled to play Tom, because did he see kind of that dynamic? Well, if he had played Patrick, the then I would have been exactly, like, exactly. That's what answer. I was going to say. I was like, no, because Olivia Wilde needs to be the Tom <laughs> and he would Tom. have to be the Patrick and yeah. Jason Sudeikis would have to be Marion. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was interesting. Cause like, but maybe this is like his love letter to Olivia by being like, now I'm the Tom. <laughs> I know it is interesting because it's like because in Don't Worry Darling he like I mean in both of these I mean it's a character that at first you like trust but then Mm -hmm. as like it continue as the story continues on you start to realize like this is like not a good person Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of red flags here they're not what they seem yeah well but he's like too passive to like outwardly do anything yeah it's like he doesn't have like for and the balls to actually be like an overtly shitty person he's doing yeah, like, he's like a passively shitty person yeah which is worse yeah because then you could just be a villain just yeah. be a straight up villain and do shitty stuff no, no. you're just gonna fail to do good stuff yeah yeah <laughs> what the fuck i don't know so we're this is interesting. Harry Styles, he's on probation with me. He's on probation. <laughs> that is huge. He, I know. It's a big turn. It's an about face. Whoa. <laughs> he's on probation with me. He's got to prove himself. Yeah. Do we know if he's in any other like upcoming movies? I don't know. Because I feel I like. I do know. The thing is, there, here's another red flag. His favorite author is Charles Bukowski. Which is a red flag. Is. Who's Charles Bukowski? He's, like, he's a British writer, but he's written like a lot of like American 
stuff set in LA and he's now he's died and now that he's dead he's had a lot of criticism about him being like misogynist and like a cynic and like a like just talks about like the toils of life and how everything sucks whoa i'm trying to like google him which just seems really contrary to the harry styles message so i'm like oh is the harry styles message which is like treat people with kindness but his favorite author is charles bukowski this is a contradiction women ham on rye post office erections ejaculations and general tales of ordinary madness these are all titles of his book yeah interesting love is a dog from hell i've i haven't heard of this person i mean i've never read bukowski but i know of bukowski interesting the transgressive thrills of charles bukowski this is a new yorker article okay i'm gonna save that and read it for later interesting he looks like who's that i can't remember the name who's that actor that he looks like willem dafoe no yes <laughs> yes Willem Dafoe is who he looks like. I love Willem Dafoe. I do too. But he really looks like him. Look at this photo of him. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not a visual pod They medium. should do a Willem Dafoe <gasps> movie. Do you know what they could do? <laughs> they could have, they could do Matthew McConaughey as the younger version and Willem Dafoe as the older <laughs> version. Of Charles Bukowski. I'm trying to picture Matthew McConaughey and Willem Dafoe playing the same character. <laughs> You can't see it? I can see it. You know what? No, Harry would play the young. Harry would play the young. You know what? I can see that for sure. Well, yeah, especially he's the number one fan. And like James Franco that's could play so like middle age or something. I didn't realize. Okay. So there's like more that's happening to make you question this Harry Styles. Yeah, I'm questioning. See, this also, is like a big deal for you because you've been like a. I love him. You're, you I mean, love I'm not him. Yeah. like a, like a major like fangirl or anything, but like I have like. You know, like if people were like, "Ooh, who's your celebrity crush?" I would have been like, "Safe to like okay. safe answer, Harry Styles." See, like, this I is stand the thing. By it, and I don't question him. But now, I qu- I don't know if I stand by it, and I question him. See, this is the thing. Whereas, like, yes, I think Harry Styles is cute, but I don't think, and this is rude, and I'm sorry, Harry, but he just has such a baby face. I like so baby watching. Face. Yeah, but, like, watching Don't Worry, Darling, I was like, I do not buy you as, like, an engineer because you literally look like you're 18. And then same in um, My Policeman, like, when he's, like, mm-hmm. dressed up, like, in his full, in like, his policeman, full police like, regalia. I was like, you look like a nine-year-old who's, like, wearing his dad's uniform. Yeah, he looks like he's, like, a kid in a Halloween costume. Yeah, I feel like I, for some reason, I was able to, like, buy his role more in um, My Policeman because I feel like... I feel like all the characters, like the younger versions of them, were like around the same age. And I think in Don't Worry, mm-hmm. Darling, the reason why I had trouble buying it is because like Harry Styles and Florence Pugh are like a lot younger than Olivia Wilde and Nick Kroll. And mm-hmm. they're like co-stars. And so I was like, I, I, I can buy. The age difference is more stark. Exactly. Yeah. And so I know they're supposed to be newlyweds, but I also think this is like me looking on it from like a modern terms. And I, for me like people don't get married until they're like 30 mm. but i know that that's like not true i know people get married at like any age no but i think that like but, styles next to emma corrin the two of them look like they match and i think it's because like yeah they have a I don't similar know. vibe 
Yeah, I just didn't buy the Florence Pugh Harry Styles. No, I really did. Now there's all these rumors that Harry Styles was hooking up with. Florence I don't believe Pugh. that. I don't think Florence would do that. I don't think Florence. Well, I mean, the thing is, it, I don't know the timeline of her breakup with Zach Braff. So like, I don't think if she, she would was, cheat on Zach Braff. Well, no, but like, I don't know the timeline. So she might have already been broken up with him. I read it a while ago because I honestly didn't know that she dated Zach Braff. I was shocked. So wait, they broke up a while ago? So they broke up. I don't know. I read no. I read the a relationship timeline. Hold because oh. I thought that they had broken up more recently, and so I think they would have. But I think like it was like during the pandemic when they broke up. So don't worry, mm. darlings. Would have already started. Like I thought Harry Styles was already fucking Olivia Wilde by the time Florence Pugh and Zach Braff broke up. Oh, uh, you know what? You might be right. Who knows? Because, but I don't know. Who knows? I did learn about Harry Styles' uh, sleep patterns. What? In the course of this research. <laughs> I'll just file that away for future reference. <laughs> Did you know that you do, you wouldn't know this, but he went on the record to talk about his his sleep hygiene. What? Harry Styles did? Yeah. Oh my god, tell me about I it. I wanna know. So he sleeps ten hours a night. Which is relatable. Whoa. Two humidifiers in the room. okay (laughs) and here's another red flag i consider this a red flag and i know that you were recently on this but that was because of extenuating circumstances he's a no coffee no alcohol person and i consider that a red flag i mean i've been back on the alcohol and you would be back on the coffee if you could (laughs) if i could yeah no but it's so funny because yeah i ha- I went off alcohol for a while and like now i'm back on because like i can drink it again and it's like interesting i'm i like i'm having trouble like controlling myself i'm like no i love like i missed it i know you missed it's it. it's hard to go yeah that's so inter- interesting so he's like a j-lo is j-lo a no alcohol oh yeah j-lo is like no alcohol no caffeine she's kind of like a tom brady well that's how it well it turns out what are all these celebrity these celebrities honestly are, i feel like these celebrities they have other sources of joy though yeah they're money more expensive yeah no but i feel yeah, like, they're money <laughs> i feel like honestly no i feel like a lot of celebrities and i mean we i know we've talked about this but like i'm actually okay with celebrities being more honest and upfront about the like crazy diets and lifestyle cho- choices they make yeah because i think i hate when a celebrity like lies about it because then I feel like that is just going to like propagate a culture of like unhealthy eating habits. Whereas mm-hmm. at least they're like upfront and honest. We can be like, this is not okay. Like yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to, like, you're allowed models. to eat pizza. Like it's okay if you like gain five pounds, but yeah. I feel like for them, it's like their appearance is just so much of like their job that they, they restrict themselves so much because like, honestly, we require them to. I know. Well, I mean, I guess so like I'm part of the problem because I'm, he's saying like, oh, I'm no coffee, no alcohol. And I'm like judging him for that. And I, what I should be, I should be not judging him. For I'm that. just like curious I mean, I'm not why. I'm truly judging. If I met someone else in real life, like a person who has no coffee and alcohol, I would be, I would not judge them. Yeah. It's just, no, you wouldn't. You're no. very understanding. I mean, yeah. No, I'm but. I'm from Utah. I know <laughs> hundreds of people who are no coffee, no alcohol. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't <laughs> even think about the Mormons. <laughs> well, I did right away because I'm from Utah. But like, 
that's not the point. The point is the celebrities, because you have access to the best coffee and the best alcohol in the world. Like, you yeah. have the good stuff. Well, see, the thing is, is, like, with the no coffee, I just, I guess I, like, don't, alcohol, like, maybe he has, like, substance abuse issues. So, like, sure, I'll give you that. But, like, mm. I'm curious about, I'm, I'm, I am honestly curious why people cut out coffee. And like I mean, maybe I guess it, I cut out coffee. And maybe it is. So I we're mean, really backtracking <laughs> on this judgment real quick. Well, no, Cause I like mean, it I does consider myself a no coffee person. Right. I just like have like, so if someone was like, Oh, do you drink coffee? I'd be like, yes, yeah, sometimes I just have to be really, really careful with my caffeine intake. Yeah. Like really careful because I just like my nervous system will like go on the fritz and then I'll start having like mental health problems real quick oh interesting real quick as a result of like regular caffeine like that oh see for me it's all like digestive issues no my nervous like it's it's like a brain thing so maybe i wonder if that's like the same thing with harry it'll like make me anxious and then because i got anxious then i'll get depressed and then i have a really hard time getting back out of that interesting interesting well because i definitely find like alcohol affects like my mental health See, like, I don't feel like I that. noticed that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because I find alcohol, and I didn't realize it until I cut it out, but alcohol, mm. and it's, like, same thing with, like, weed. Like, it'll make me, I just, like, the next day after, like, drinking or smoking, I'm definitely more groggy, and I'm, like, noticeably more down. Mm. Like, my, like, mood, my attitude, my, like, just, like, general kind of, like, get up and go is, like, turned down. Mm. I feel like it's, like, I'm slower moving. I've definitely noticed that with alcohol once I've like reintroduced it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so we're just, we're having, so we've just come 360 on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess the thing is though, if you're like a celebrity like this, like you can have like a, like a private chef in your house who like makes you all the best stuff. Yeah. Or you have other, like you have other culinary things to be, you know, like you have other good stuff. I mean, or you could just do what the Kardashians do. I mean, do. I do know that Harry Styles is pro mushrooms, like medical like, or not medical, but magic. Yeah. See, this is maybe Harry and I would be great friends. We just like won't drink, we won't do pro alcohol, and we'll just do shrooms all the time. See, see, it's so hard because normally I would be like, I just love him. Yeah. But now I'm like, do I though? Who do I love instead? I have to find a new person to love instead. I don't know, uh, Timothy hasn't no. done me wrong yet timothy is not up to par he's not up to snuff that's fair i just he hasn't disappointed me yet well we have to see i love chalamet the Cam- cannibal movie no i think the turning point for me with timothy chalamet like my big like potential disappointment is his upcoming bob dylan movie if he doesn't oh, well, you got a lot riding on i have a bob lot because i love bob dylan and like bob like my dad loves bob dylan and so he was the one who got me into it so it's like very no- nostalgic to me and i have like a, a big emotional connection mm. and i feel like the original bob dylan movie they did was so fucking good like i remember mm. going to see that like with my dad and my brother in philadelphia like it was and just being like sitting there the entire time and i was like this is blowing my mind like it's amazing mm. and so i feel like I'm a little nervous to have Timothy Chalamet play Bob Dylan, but I'm, I I think he could do it really, really well. I think he's well. got the range, yeah. Yeah, I think he can, like, kill it. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, if he doesn't do it justice, I'm going to have issues with him. Mm. Yeah. That's going to be the big turning point for well, me Well, Chalamet's got a big year. He's got Bob Dylan. He's got Dune 2. Dune 2! And he's got Willy Wonka. 
<laughs> Willy Wonka, I honestly, that's another one. If he doesn't fucking kill that, because he's gonna, he's so perfect for that role. It's his moment. It's his moment. He he's needs to hit that moment. He needs to hit that and out of the park. I, I support the Chalamet, but I don't. I don't know if he's the same as Harry Styles. Like, I don't. I don't know. That's fair. I just like. I think. I. I think one of the first times I really fell in love with him. So I. I think the first time I like saw him was probably in Lady Bird. And then the first time I think I like was like, oh no, I love you was in Pretty Woman. I know, but we gotta we gotta end this podcast and go watch uh Call Me By Your Name because you've never seen oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know we should have watched Call Me By Your Name before we recorded this so we can do a comparison. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. Okay, so we're gonna sign off. We're gonna sign off. Basically, I would say skip the movie, read the book. I would say watch the movie if you like it then read the book fair. i don't would say, commit to the whole book i don't know that's I fair i would say book. this is like the type of book that i'm like happy i like listen to instead of actually physically read yeah like i'm glad i had it as an audiobook because i feel like if i was physically reading it i would have probably put it down yeah i would have put it if you like dramas with a slow burn a slow burn and inner pain then this is the one for you <gasps> oh wait i do have one thing to say so I never realized that Helter Skelter is the name of a ride. It's like an amusement ride. I thought that was just a Beatles song. Why is this related to this? Because in <laughs> on their honeymoon, they go to like Bath or something. Or maybe oh. they go to Brighton. They, they're still in Brighton, but they go on the Helter Skelter and Marion is like obsessed with it and tries to keep getting Tom to go. And Tom is like throwing like a conip shit because he like is scared of roller coasters. I don't like roller coasters either. And i know but like she's having so much joy Go by and yourself, it's her honeymoon girl. and um anyway and so they it, the ride is called the helter skelter but i never realized that it was like an actual ride i just thought it was oh, a Peter song this entire time well now we know all right fair enough. educated well thank you for listening if you enjoyed this podcast and our conversation then go hit that follow button and leave us a review or a comment we would love to hear from any of our listeners and feel free to listen to some of our other episodes. We have lots of things covering all kinds of topics from book to movie adaptations from Leonardo da Vinci and Catherine Medici to Royalty, the Norwegian show movie. Yeah. <laughs> League of our own Bridgerton. Yeah. We did it all. We cover all things old and new. Yeah. You can also follow us on Instagram at Yatitude gals. We'll put it in the show notes. And, and TikTok. TikTok. We're on TikTok now. We're big TikTokers. We're TikTok girls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.